Hey, thanks, Gemma. Why don't we give Gemma a round of applause for that? So good to have you here. Uh, my name's Jaden. I'm part of the team here at Everlife Church. If I haven't met you before, then hi. And if you're here for the first time, then big welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Make sure you stick around for that after party because there's free food. And wherever there's free food, that's where you'll find me. So I'd love to meet you in our after party. That'd be great. Hey, right now we're in the middle of our series Launchpad, where we look at ways we can launch into the new year, some things or ideas that we can take into the new year to 2021 so that we can fully live in freedom, live in our calling with God. So I'm excited for that. It's going to be good. And tonight I want to speak about the rules that we live by, you know, those rules that we follow in our day-to-day lives, those subconscious things. You know, we might not even really notice them, but there's things that actually guide us day-to-day. Um, like a good rule is when you're out having dinner with a group of friends and you get your food first and there's that awkward look around to see should I eat before they get their food no you wait until everyone's everyone around that table has got their meal even if your food's going cold and then you all eat together I always look at see what the other person's doing before I make my decision Um, or how good the food looks if the food looks good or when you get your toast out of the toaster and you put on the butter first, and then you put on the Vegemite. Does anyone put on the Vegemite first? I heard one person do that. Hey, oh, he's living outside the, the subconscious rules. It's good. Hey, there are some, also some bad rules that we follow, like instant gratification culture. Who has been on social media or watched TV, and how the world conditions us to actually, you know, we want more, and we deserve more, and we need it now, and it doesn't matter if we want to work for it, because we deserve it. And so there's that gratification culture that is subconsciously, you know, guiding our lives, it's guiding our thought process. And so what I thought we should do today is call out some of those bad rules that we're subconsciously looking, like living by, that are subconsciously guiding us so that we can step into a new freedom in 2021. So let's get into it. The title of my message tonight, if you're taking notes, is the new rules for 2021. New rules, so two things we can live by, uh, two rules we need to rewrite um, as we step into the new year. And as we look at these new rules, I thought it would be cool to look at a group of people um, called the Israelites in the Bible. See, they were stepping into a new season. They were, the nation of Israel were captive in Egypt. They were slaves. They were worked hard. They were beaten. They were treated cruelly. And they were slaves to these Egyptians. And so they cried out to God and they're like, God, would you just come and rescue us? God, would you deliver us from our captivity? And so God sent Moses. He raised Moses up to come into Egypt and lead the Israelites out of captivity and into the promised land. But on their journey, they had to walk through the desert. And it was in the desert that they had to learn to adjust some of the rules they were living by. And so we pick it up in Exodus 16, verse 2 to 4. It says, In the desert, when they're out of Egypt, in the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around eating pots of meat uh, and ate all the food that we wanted. But you brought us out here into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. And in this way, I will test them to see whether they will follow my instructions. So although the Israelites were out of their slavery, God had answered their prayers The moment that they got hungry, they started questioning where their next meal was coming from. 
God wanted to teach them a new way of living, but the first thing they thought was, if only we were back into slavery. If only we were back into our former life, because there we knew how to provide for ourselves. But sometimes that limits us from what God is wanting to do in our lives, to lead us from the, the, cap, the place of captivity into the promised lands, like the, like the Israelites. And so what we have to do is, as we step out of our past lives, we have to look at these rules and rewrite these rules in order to step into a new freedom as God is leading us to the, to the promised land. So here are some rules you need to rewrite Going into 2021, point number one, old rule, stick with what you know. New rule, love the unknown. <laughs> you know, the world tells us to gather knowledge. Yeah? I, who's been on Facebook in the last, like, year? In 2021, they've been on Facebook. It only takes five minutes looking on the comment sections to see that the world is conditioning us to, like, to stick to what we know, to stick to our opinion. You read the comment sections and there's, and there's arguments going on there and it's like, no, I'm right and if only I can articulate it well enough, then I'll actually, it'll actually be true. Yeah. Sometimes I think that people aren't even reading the other person's comment before they reply. They're just trying to prove it to themselves that, hey, I'm right, my opinion's good. And, and we feel this need, we feel this need to know everything and, and that's what the world t- tells us. Hold on to your opinion. You're right. You've got this. Back yourself. But there's a reason that the first sin in the Bible didn't come from the tree of trust. It didn't come from the tree of love or the tree of, of um, obedience to God. The first sin in the Bible came from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Hey, how much do we hold on to our knowledge and gather knowledge more than we desire God? There's, 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 knowledge isn't necessarily a bad thing. Here at Everlife, we offer the internship. We just had a bunch of interns graduate in 2020, and we're welcoming a new bunch in in 2021. And they study a higher ed diploma um, where they learn a foundation, like they get a foundation to build their life upon. So knowledge isn't necessarily a bad thing. Knowledge is good, but it's when our need to be right and our need to know things grows like, uh, bigger than our desire to follow God. And so we need to learn in 2021, hey, let's love the unknown. Let's love the unknown if that's where God is leading us. You know, so often God provides us with opportunities that we can um, pass up because we don't know exactly how it's going to work out. You know, we're not sure exactly how it's going to pan out. So we are overtaken by fear in that decision and we revert back to the past, just like the Israelites. They stepped out into freedom and they reverted back into their slavery mindset. Hey, let's, let's walk into a freedom mindset. Let's rewrite the rules for 2021. Um, at Everlife, we value risk. It's not the sort of risk that, you know, we just throw off everything and just risk. You know, we don't go down to the casino after church on Sunday night and just put all of our offerings in. No. Get a new venue, maybe. I don't know. Um, no, we value the risk that says, hey, all the world is telling us I need knowledge, but I'm going to risk it to follow God. All the world's telling, telling me that I need to be safe, but I'm going to risk it to step out in obedience with God. Hey, let's value risk in our own lives. The new rule for 2021 is to love the unknown. You know, for the nation of Israel, they were in slavery in Egypt, worked hard. They were beaten and killed. The Egyptians massacred the Israelites, like killed them off. And so God led them into their freedom, into the unknown. God gave them their freedom, but it meant walking into the desert. And when they get to the desert, the first thing they say is, if only we were back in our slavery because at least we had food. See, they didn't know where their next meal was coming from, so they longed for what they knew. 
slavery. But let me tell you that God has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your life right here, right now. And it's not slavery. It's actually a new level of freedom. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and to give you a hope in the future. God has a plan to prosper you. God wants to prosper you in 2021. But it might mean stepping out into the unknown, into, into trust with him and valuing risk in your own life. I want to I encourage you, let's boldly step into trust with God. Cool. Love the unknown. Rule number two, the old rule is trust in yourself. The new rule is trust in God. And I want to build off that because one of the things I tell dating couples the most um, when they you know, first start dating and they're trying, trying to figure out how the relationship works is when it comes to boundaries, don't trust yourself. The moment you trust yourself is the moment you lose. You know, the, even the most godly couple at 10 p.m. Um, in their car, you know, suffers the temptation. And it's because they trust themselves that they fail eventually. But, you know, in order for us to build good boundaries in our relationships, what we do is we remove the trust from ourselves and we actually put up boundaries in place so that we don't fail. And I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect. So if I trust in myself, the problem with that is that I will eventually fail. I will eventually um, be, I'm I'm an untrustworthy person um, when it comes to trusting in myself. But God invites us to trust in him, to place all of our trust, all of our our trust into, into him and not into ourselves. And how much pressure does that immediately take off? Like when we're stepping out and following God, all that pressure to be right, all that pressure to, to succeed, everything is just taken off because we know that God is perfect and he has a plan to prosper us. The world tells us to trust yourself, back yourself, but yeah, our imperfection leads us to failure. For the Israelites in the desert, they were hungry. And so God heard them and said, I will rain down heaven from bread. Now, that's crazy. Um, I didn't think they saw that in their five-year plan as they stepped out of the desert, uh, stepped out of slavery into the desert. They didn't see that God was going to rain down bread from heaven. And so God's like, I will rain down bread for heaven, from heaven for you. But when I do, only take enough for that day. Don't stock any up for the week. Trust that I'll do the same thing tomorrow. God was going to provide for them for that day, but they had to eat it all because God was going to do the same thing tomorrow. And he wanted the Israelites to trust in him. And so it goes on in verse 17 to 20. Uh, Exodus 16, 17 to 20 says, The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much and some gathered little. When they measured it by the Omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they need. Then Moses said to them, No one is to keep any of it until the morning. However, some paid no attention to Moses, and they kept part of it until the morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. Hey, isn't that such a cool image for the way that God provides for us in our lives? That he will provide enough for you today. He will provide for you if we just follow his instruction, if we just step out. You know, um, ultimately, um, when, we, when we trust in God, we will not go hungry. See, there was a group of the Israelites who trusted in God. And so they gathered all the food for today and they ate it and they were full. The other group gathered all the food for the day, and they went hungry that day trying to make it work for tomorrow. And how often do we try to make it work and only to find out that tomorrow 
the fruit of that is it's full of maggots, it's rotten, and we like land in that place of failure once again. God is telling us, hey, trust in me. Trust in me for this season. I've got your miracle for today. I've got your miracle for tomorrow. I've got your miracle for the next day. And you don't need to try and make it work anymore. You just need to step into the unknown with me. In 2021, will we learn to trust God fully in all areas of our lives instead of trying to make it work ourselves? Maybe for you, that's doing what, that thing that God has placed on your heart. He's been prompting you to do something, to step out in faith. And, and it's been scary because it's unknown. It's hard to step out into that when you don't know how it's going to work. Hey, God is saying, hey, step out in trust. If I've called you to that, if you know God's called you to that, then he's going to make a way for you through the desert. Maybe for you, that saying yes to that thing that God has been asking you to do again and again and again. Maybe this year it is committing to a 10% tithe. How scary is that? <laughs> God, uh, the Bible instructs us to, to give 10% of our income because it puts him first over our own ability to make our finances work. Maybe for you, 2021 is the year that you go the whole year with a 10% tithe. Maybe it's the year you step out and do the internship. We have the internship running again in 2022. We've already got five people doing it this year, and we believe that there's going to be many, many more. And maybe this, this year's the year where you say, hey, three days a week, I'm in. I'm going to set up a foundation for my life because I want God to be the God of my life, not me. You know, let's make even bigger steps of trust in God in 2021 and believe that he will lead us to our freedom. In my journey, I know that uh, I need to keep coming back to this place of rewriting rules, of coming back to rewriting those rules that I need to trust in God. I need to actually enjoy the unknown because I get to see God work. And I personally need to keep coming back to that and declaring that over my life again and again. You know, um, in my previous church, I felt a call to leave God, uh, to leave God, to leave the church. That would be a weird call. Don't step out and trust in that call. To leave, to leave the church. Not that the church was bad or anything, but it was just a new season. Everything was going awesome. I loved what I was doing. I loved the youth ministry. I loved the church. And so I left it five months. I said, all right, God, if this is you, then let's just go on this journey over the next five months. And it was confirmed that, hey, you need to step out. Let other people rise up. And so I did not knowing anything about what the future was going to hold. And it came to the last month when I got a phone call from Shafin, who we've never met. And he said, hey, let's come plant, like, do you want to come plant a church with me? And I'm like, all right, I'll come check it out. And it turned out that it was actually like God's master plan for my life, to prosper me, to, to, to help me to serve other people as well. Um, and so here we are now, what, like two years in, and, uh, and, you know, God has absolutely answered every prayer that I was praying in that season back in Kalamunda. That, you know, I mean, here I am now married. I'm about to welcome up my wife to come finish off the message. Um, but, yeah, hey, let me tell you that in the same way that God, um, you know, called me out and I stepped out in faith, would we do that in 2021? Would we be bold and courageous above our own understanding and trust in God for this year? Hey, I'm going to invite up my wife, Ash, to come finish off this message. So why don't we just welcome her onto the stage? Such a good message. Thanks so much, Jade. Hi, how are we, Everlife Church? It is so good to be here sharing um, in our Launchpad series where we're establishing healthy habits for the new year. How many of us had 
a pretty great Christmas. I know I did. We went to Durian. We went to Esperance. It was good. New Year's was awesome. And I'm excited to be here sharing in the new year after 2020. And so many of us have actually had an all right 2020. Not many bad things have happened here in WA, but a lot of people have had, you know, a traumatic 2020, some things they're never going to be able to forget. And life doesn't come without pain and trauma. And some things are actually really hard to overcome. I get that. Um, And it's easy to forget we have a future and a plan marked out for us when we're so scarred from or stuck in our past. So how do we overcome our past and step toward the future and to what God has called us to? That's what we're going to be diving into tonight. And the key scripture for that is Philippians 3 verse 12 to 14. It says, not that I have already obtained all this or or I have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I have to admit, has been a pretty tough sentence for me to follow through on. So heading into the new year is such a great opportunity to start taking that first step of letting go and pushing toward what God has really called us to. So out of my own personal mistakes and learning curves, I would love to share about forgetting the past and looking forward to what is ahead. Forgetting the past, as we could all probably admit, is a lot easier said than done. Now at the start of 2018, I found myself facing some health issues. My days consisted of doctor's appointments, MRIs, CT scans, blood tests, a bunch of medications, only for no one to be able to tell me what was wrong. Now, I'd spend my days in bed staring at walls because I actually wasn't able to move. I became depressed, (laughs) extremely anxious and stressed. I would go to bed anxious and wake up feeling the exact same. And I began to think I was actually, you know, going insane. Why am I in so much pain with no medical answers? And it was only towards the end of 2019 that someone was able to diagnose me with a dysfunction that was caused by a previous trauma that my body hadn't healed from. My body would discern any feeling from being touched on the arm or being hugged or um, someone even standing too close as an attack. It thought that any feeling, good or bad, was going to result in abuse. So it would go into defence mode, which caused immense amounts of pain for me daily. And this obviously brought back past memories I thought I had healed from to the surface, and it felt like an incredibly huge step back. I felt defeated, and I felt exhausted. You know, all this pain I had moved on from had come back, and I just couldn't seem to find the good in that situation. And the reason I share this story with you tonight, church, is not for your pity or your sympathy. That's not why I'm here. The reason I share this story is because I can stand here today and truly say that God heals all things. God sets free from all things. But it wasn't easy. It took a lot of time and a lot of prayer to be set free from my past. But taking that first step of saying, I don't want to be here anymore, is your first step to freedom. That is your first step to allowing God to truly work all things for good in your life. Now, if forgetting the past is something you struggle with or have struggled with, I'd love to share these three important ways to start that healing process. Number one is to forgive those who hurt you. To forget the past means to forgive those who hurt you, and forgiveness isn't a once-off decision. It's something you have to pick up daily. It's a choice. 
And forgiveness also doesn't mean that whatever has happened to you is acceptable, not at all. But it actually allows your soul to be transformed from the inside out and it actually allows you to live in freedom. Forgiving those who have hurt us actually sets us free from spiritual bondage. Because if we are living in unforgiveness, we are living in bondage. We are held captive to that. And this creates a gap um, between us and the plans God has for us. If we choose to live in unforgiveness, we aren't able to be used by God to the full extent that he has planned for us. He can only work with us as much as we let him. Stepping into what God is calling you to is stepping in to true freedom. Living for God is living in freedom. His plans are good and will always be our best option. Number two is forgive yourself. You know, maybe you're needing to forgive yourself tonight. Maybe you feel as though you've failed or you've gone too far or that you cannot be loved or you're undeserving of forgiveness. Let me tell you that that is a lie and because of Jesus Christ, we are able to lay down all our burdens at the foot of the cross and pick up the forgiveness, pick up the healing and pick up the freedom that he so lovingly purchased for us. When we choose to forgive ourselves, we are also able to view the truths God has spoken over us more clearly. We are able to focus on who God calls us, what our identity is and where our identity lies. And your identity is found in Jesus, not in your past, not in your failures, not in what other people have called you. It's found in Jesus. Number three is let go. Living for God is an act of surrender. To let go hurts the human part of us, but it actually makes the spiritual part of us stronger. An analogy that brings me peace when I think about letting go is when you let go of a balloon and it just flies up and it goes so far that you can't see it anymore. And I like to think of Jesus just smiling as he catches it because it's the same as our burdens. Because of Jesus, we can let go of our past, our hurts, our worries and our fears because he died to take them upon himself. We don't actually have to live with them. And letting go also means having open hands, open palms. And open hands means that, yes, you've let go, but it also means that your hands are ready and free to receive from God. Receive the best he has in store for you. Receive his blessing. Receive healing. Receive his love. Receive his mercy. Receive his grace. Letting go means you are able to hold on to what God has been waiting to give to you. The second part of the verse I'd love to focus on is looking ahead. And I love how this verse at the start says straining ahead. It's almost like Paul is telling us and warning us that it's not going to be easy. He says, press toward the goal. None of this is a walk in the park. We can't just slow walk down the path with the cool breeze and the birds flying. It's just not that simple. To step into the plan and the purpose that God has called us to takes guts. But to live in true freedom, it is absolutely necessary. So here are three healthy habits to establish if you are ready to start looking ahead. Hold on to the truth. To let go of the past, we have to hold on to the future. The moment that made this a lot easier for me in my own experience was the moment that I asked God to show me my future and my purpose. You know, I asked him why I'm here, why this has happened to me. Um, and bit by bit, he started to show me. He showed me why I was here what I was made of, what strength I had inside of me to press toward the goal. 
And as soon as I was shown my purpose, I was able to hold on to that as a truth God had given me. And from that, my drive to dive deeper into the calling was grown. See, we all have a purpose. There isn't a single person in this world that God hasn't intricately designed and given a purpose. God mapped out our purpose long before we were even born. He has so carefully designed the plan to give us a hope and a future. God is excited to partner with us. He expectantly waits for us. He wants to partner with us in living our truly best lives. Number two is surround yourself with life. One of the fastest ways to grow in your faith, apart from having your own personal relationship with God, is to be around other people who are doing the same thing that you are doing. Get strong, life-giving friends around you, people who don't let you sit in your pity, people who, not, who call you out when you know that you can do better. And a great way to start that habit, if you haven't already, is to sow yourself into life-giving friendships through the church. One of my darkest times was when I pulled away from church and the people that supported me. I felt lonely and disconnected through no one's fault but my own. And it wasn't until I connected back into community that I started to see fruit growing in my life. I surrounded myself with encouraging people, people who knew the truth and consistently reminded me of it. I pushed myself to be social when I didn't want to be because I knew that that was the best thing for me. Surrounding yourself with positive people also includes the way that you speak to yourself. Speaking truth over yourself is essential to the call of God. If God is calling you worthy, cold, anointed, clean, bold, beautiful, chosen son and daughter, and you are saying the opposite, you're depriving yourself of the life God has intended for you. The life God has already mapped out for you. You can't be living your truly best life that he has in store for you if you're not even calling yourself what he calls you. Surround yourself with life. The third is take the risk. Choosing to step away from the past and push to fight for the future isn't always easy. But in order for us to live in true freedom, it is absolutely necessary. Risking everything to follow Jesus isn't really risking anything at all because if his plan is truly perfect for us, which it is, the real risk is not stepping into that. You know, I had moments where I could not have shown up. I've had moments where my anxiety was so extreme that I actually didn't think I could move. I knew that God was calling me, that he had a purpose for me, and I was absolutely terrified of that. God's call means giving up our own life and our own desires. It doesn't come without a fight. It says in Galatians that the spirit and the flesh work in contrast with one another. To have one means you cannot have the other. And that scared me so much that one day when I was walking to my car, I physically had to push myself to get in the car because my head knew that this was a good thing, but my body was absolutely terrified of stepping into that. But you know, I got in the car that day and I can say without a doubt in my soul that I would not be anywhere near where I am today if I hadn't fought the battle of my mind to stay complacent. Taking hold of the future takes risk. It takes a push. It takes trust. But trust comes from stepping out. You can't build trust without faith and a little bit of risk. You know, church, God's not going to drop you. God honours your obedience. 
He has already mapped out your steps. He knows where you're going. Why would we trust ourselves when someone else knows the way 100 times better? Take the risk. Push yourself, grow, surround yourself with life-giving community. Of course it's going to hurt and it's going to take a huge effort. But out of the straining and the pressing toward the goal comes true freedom and true joy. You know, maybe you're feeling stuck in the past. Maybe you haven't held on to hope. Maybe you're unsure of what your purpose is. Tonight is an invitation to the call. Tonight is an invitation to hope. It says in Matthew 7, 7, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. God is waiting to partner with you in your calling. This is an invitation to let go of the past, the old, and step into the future, the new, the call. And I'm not going to say that it's going to be easy. It may even be a daily struggle. I know for myself that it was. But you will build resilience and your foundation will be firm and your eyes will be fixed on Him. You know, church, I'd love if we just all just stand tonight. You know, if that is you tonight and you're ready to forget the past, it's been a long journey and you're tired and you're weary and you're ready to start looking ahead, I would love to pray for you. This is a significant moment in your life as you let go of the old and hold on to the truths that God is speaking over your life. Let's really believe that we can do this. Let's believe in the truth that God absolutely has a perfect plan and purpose for our lives. Now if we could all close our eyes, bow our heads. Maybe you want to raise your hands if that's you. I'm just going to pray. God, I pray for the group of people here tonight who are ready to make that step of forgetting the past and stepping into the new. I thank you for the strength and the courage that has taken place in people's hearts tonight. I thank you for the choice to let go and receive from you. God, we just pray for your Holy Spirit right now to fill and be with everyone in this room. That you would move in their lives in ways they've never experienced. That because of this bold decision, they'd begin to see fruit growing in their lives. We pray for a strength to carry this decision through on the hard days and the courage to encourage people who are going through the same thing. God, we pray for healing to take place in people's hearts tonight. For everyone who is ready to forgive and to let go, we just pray for your Holy Spirit to be upon them and to fill them, God, to make new whole God. God, we thank you that you see their hearts. We thank you that you see their decisions tonight and we thank you that you choose to honour that. In Jesus' name, amen.